friends to another live conversation on Alatra TV. Today we have a very special guest with us. But before I introduce her, I would like to remind our viewers the format of our program tonight. So tonight we will get to know our guests and we will also find out how does she envision building a creative society, a society where everyone is happy and lives a fulfilled life. And if you never heard about creative society, it is a project on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. It is run by volunteers from over 180 different countries in order to build a society that we can all be proud of. And you can learn more about this project by visiting alatraunite.com. So tonight, my co-host is Olga. Welcome, Olga. And with us, we have Claude Silver, and she is an HR professional, and her title reads Chief Hurt Officer. So welcome, Claude. It's great to be here, Olga and Olga. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. Please tell us a little bit more about your background and what do you do as a Chief Heart Officer? Yes, I would love to. So I have worked in the world of creative advertising agencies for about 20 years. I found my way into creative advertising agencies by mistake. It literally was 1998 in Silicon Valley, San Francisco. And I was studying to get my uh, master's in social work. So I, I love psychology. I love human beings and, and human behavior. And I was working at a very small gourmet grocery store at the time. This is before Google, before Facebook, before Whole Foods. And I had a customer who came in repetitively. And one day he said, I think you would be a phenomenal project manager. And I said, I don't even know what a project manager is. And he said, but you, you run this store. I think you'd be good at it. So next thing I knew, I quit that job, I put my studies aside, and I went into this wide world of digital, of dot-com, internet.com work. And I can say I've never left it since. I've been able to continue to put humans at the heart of everything I do. My belief in humans and, and positivity, possibility has never strayed. It's just who I am. And so through the years, I've been able to work with very large teams around the world, creative teams, teams that are focused on resilience and you know, creating phenomenal campaigns for the brands that you and I shop at, at, at Walgreens or, or Walmart. And basically I started at VaynerMedia six and a half years ago. I came from London prior where I had been a strategist working on again, very large brands that we all know and love. And I started working at VaynerMedia with Gary Vaynerchuk, who's the CEO, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal guy, phenomenal marketer, and uh, really a, a terrific leader. I'm sure most of your audience knows him. About a year into my job there, into my role, I said to him, you know what? I love you and I love this place but I'm no longer interested in advertising. I was no longer interested in marketing. He said, okay, what do you wanna do? And I said, I only care about people. I only care about the heartbeat of this place. So flash forward nine months later, he and I sat down and he said, 
you are gonna be the chief heart officer. Now, I said to him immediately, fantastic, I can't wait. This is a dream come true. I get to use every tool in my toolkit, but I've never worked in HR. I've never worked in human resources. And he said, that's okay. You will build a strong team around you, which I have, and that's great. Now I can say, you know, five years into the role, I am in HR, I'm a leader in HR. And I said to him two other things. One, what are we doing? What are we doing here? And he said, we're building the greatest human organization of all time. So I said immediately, sign me up, yes. How do we know if I'm successful? How do we know, what's my KPI? And he said, and I quote, you will touch every single human being and infuse the agency with empathy. And to this day, that continues to be my one and only job description. So what do I do? Every single day, I have to figure it out, right? There is no job description other than that. I lean in with a very high touch, making sure that all of our employees, all of our humans, all of our heartbeats are thriving, are growing, are getting feedback, which helps them grow and understand what it is that we want them to focus on, ensuring that we have the right people in the right roles, working on our operations, the organizational development, the learning, the development, uh, the training, you know, each, everything that you can imagine, the recruiting, retention, anything and everything that has to do with people and their experience within the organization. So by the way, as soon as I started this role, I immediately changed the department name from HR to people and experience. Because common sense, that's exactly what we're doing. We are taking care of people and their overall experience with us and sometimes beyond. So that's what I do every single day. No day is the same. My calendar is, is filled with 15 minute meetings with employees, checking in, listening to them, figuring out how I can help connect them to others in the organization, how we can help unlock them so that they can be their best selves, how we can get them to help other people become their best selves and so on. And that's what I do, Chief Heart Officer. It's, a, it's an absolute honor to do it every single day and to really take care of the humans that I work with. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing. Very transparent communication, sounds like. And um, we need a lot of those. Maybe we need it um, in every company. I'm sure a lot more employees would be very happy if we had that everywhere. Um, and now our IT team prepared a little collage. We're going to um, show it on the screen right now. If you could comment on it so we can learn a little bit more about your cloud. Okay. I love it. That's great. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yes, go ahead, share with us a little bit more. And I know we had met each other at the Change Makers Conference. So that's our connection, the sixth degree of connection there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So this is really fun. The, uh, you know, at the top here, at the top, uh, top left on my screen, we had just created a holding company within Vayner called Vayner X, which 
all of our companies are now under that umbrella. That was a really proud day. Uh, whoever took the photo definitely made me a lot tanner than I am. So I appreciate that, which is great. Uh, Changemakers out of Singapore was really an incredible opportunity only a few months ago. Uh, empathy wins, unlocking people performance. I mean, for me, everything is rooted in empathy. It's how we treat people. It's how we show up for people. It's how we hold space for people. Um, and alongside of empathy, it's really kindness and compassion. And then this photo over here on the right side where I'm wearing a similar shirt than I am as I am today. I was doing a training, a strategy training for my department uh, some years ago. And you can probably tell I speak with my hands quite a bit and uh, <laughs> caught me right there on camera doing that. Really, I think we were working on our vision what our vision, our purpose and our vision statement was uh, for 2018 when that photo was taken. Wow. We can see the passion in those hands, hand gestures for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And then also, Claude, so you work with people um, at obviously at their job, uh, workplace. How do we make sure that uh, we have conditions in a society that us to be those best human beings we can possibly be to show those best moral qualities like what type of conditions do we need to create not just in the workplace but in the world in general right well it's a phenomenal conversation to have especially today i believe that the first thing we need to be doing is creating psychological safety and physical safety of course but the psychological safety that tells people immediately you're safe here I trust you. You don't need to earn my trust. I already trust you as a human being. You're good here. I have your back. So the psychological safety, uh, the again, the empathy, the compassion, the kindness, the listening. You know, listening is so underrated, and yet we learn so much when we can actually actively listen to another person without interjecting our own point of view, you know, our own subjective opinion, when we can just listen. Um, obviously, transparent communication, making sure that people don't need to guess what's going on. Because when you're not transparent, people will immediately go to fear. What's happening? What's gonna happen to me? What are they talking about? Am I on or off the island? you know, that type of thing, you know, that's, unfortunately, that's just the way a lot of us are, are wired, right? We have that in our, in our coding. And so when you eliminate fear by creating safety, you also eliminate politics and you create a society, a culture where people feel like they can show up consistently as themselves. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, so today we are talking about the creative society and about in the creative society, the first foundation is the human life. So human life would be the most valuable in the creative society. And unfortunately, today we see that the consumerist society has taken over and um, human life has taken a step down from, you know, the benefits that um, people could get from this consumerist format. So can you please share with us the importance of building the creative society today? And what can we do to implement it so that all people know about the creative society? 
Well, I first of all, I love that first tenant and and, the, and and what you have. It is so important because everything stems from the human and from freedom. You know, giving people, allowing people, giving people, encouraging people to again feel like they can be whomever they are, empowered with kindness, empowered with authenticity. You know, one of the things I, I think about quite a bit is we are all born into love. We learn this other thing called hate. We learn this other thing called fear. It's not how we start. And so how can we cultivate that love together? How can we cultivate peace together? How can we bring people back to what really matters. And what really matters is one another. What really matters is making sure that everyone is, has what they need so that they can thrive in positivity, in possibility. You know, no one goes without. So I believe, you know, what, what your organization does in terms of having such a, a democratic and, and, and open society right then and there allows people to flourish as they are with yeah. possibility, kindness, humanity at the core. So we just need to, we need to get back there. And, you know, as you actually said, before we even went on air, you said, it's not, it's not a revolution we need, we need an evolution. And I fundamentally think that we actually are on the precipice of that. Right now we're going through a lot of breakdowns, but we will break through, we will. And, and hopefully that's something that the three of us and your audience and everyone we know and care about sees in our lifetime so that we can leave our children and our grandchildren in a greater place, in a happier and healthier place than... Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Claude. And I do agree that, you know, the conditions we have right now are not allowing us to be that real human being we meant to be. We didn't come here on earth to suffer and, you know, to just go and die, but we really came here to live. Now we have to create those conditions when we are able to experience the life to the fullest. And I know that the uh, second foundation really re resonated with you and it's human freedom. So I would like our IT team to bring it up on the screen. I will read it for our viewers and then we can have a more in-depth discussion about it. So number two is human freedom. Every human is born with the right to be a human being. All people are born free and equal. Everyone has the right to choose. There can be no one and nothing on earth above a human, his freedom and rights. The implementation of human rights and freedoms must not violate the rights and freedoms of others. So Claude, how important is this foundation and what it means to you? So it is everything to me. It, because within that statement that you just read, is also inter, uh, laced this idea of equality, that every single person deserves an equal opportunity, deserves to be treated equally, deserves to be seen as equal. 
And those things all ladder up to what we call freedom. Freedom to be anyone we choose to be. You know, when you, when you give someone and encourage someone to be their authentic self, it only breathes and fosters more health, more happiness, you know, internally and externally, because the more healthier we are internally, the more healthy we're going to be externally. But without freedom, when we are, feel like we are in bondage or we are enslaved in some way, shape or form, we can only think in a very small circumference, in a very small box. But when you open up that box and you allow people and encourage people to be whom they are, they can dream as big as the sky, as big as all the stars in the sky. But we have to treat people equally and remind people that they are not, we can take the shackles off, especially the shackles that we put on our, ourselves. That's the thing. Yes, thank you so much. And I wanted to see if we have a video of all foundations maybe that we can show to um, have our viewers see all eight of them together. I don't know if our, our IT team can bring them up. If not, we can also uh, move to the fourth one. Uh, if we don't have a video, oh, maybe. Awesome this way. And I know when we started too, when we asked you about them, you said that they all kind of speak to, to you and that they all kind of go hand in hand together. And that's why it's great to see them all together like that side by side to see uh, all of them and what they represent. And actually to remind our viewers how these foundations were formed. So uh, volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement have been taking social uh, surveys and interviews from people from all over the world for the past nine years. And they asked, how do you envision this world in which you yourselves, your kids and all the people in the world would be happy living? How would you like to see this world and what would you like to see? And based on those answers from millions and millions of people from every single country, the eight foundations were formed. So the foundations actually represent the will and the want, the desire of the people of how they want to live and how they want to see this future. And so that is why they're so valuable because we already know what the people want. And right now it's just important to um, spread this information that all people hear about this project and know that this exists and know that these foundations are formed. So let's move on to the fourth foundation. I know we wanted to talk about that one as well, the transparency and openness, if I could see it on the screen and I'll read it. 
and then we can talk about it. Transparency and openness of information for all. Every human has the right to receive reliable information about the movement and distribution of public funds. Each human has access to information about the status of implementation of the society's decisions. The mass media belongs exclusively to the society and reflect information truthfully, openly, and honestly. And uh, if you could uh, comment on that as well, Claude, and tell us what does that mean to you? Yeah, I love that one so much. Without transparent communication, we create fear. You know, as I mentioned earlier, whether or not that's in your workplace, it's in your family, it's in another culture that you're a part of, whether or not that's a soccer team or, you know, a bunch of your friends. When, you, when, we, when we do not give people access to what's really going on in a clear and concise way, so it's not science, it's not scientific information, it's just clear information, we contribute to this thing called the unknown. <laughs> and the unknown can be a very scary place for people and it can cause anxiety. And anxiety can lead to fear. Now, what we do know is when anxiety is at an all-time high and our cortisol levels are at an all-time high, we do not function well. We, our, high, our high performance goes low. But when you give people information, communication at a cadence that works for all, then there's an open dialogue that is allowed to happen. People can ask questions. People can know what's going on. People can, you know, ask for a little bit more detail. People, people can get data and information and look for patterns. I mean, open and honest, trans, uh, open and honest transparent communication gives people just data, information, facts, and that in essence eliminates fear. Yes, and I like how you said it's, it's data, but in reality, you know, the information creates our actions. It's not like we act first and then receive information. The information always comes first. So in order for us to act like human beings, right, we need to have this truthful information delivered to every single human on the same level that they can understand, comprehend it, and then take action that's appropriate. And it's not based on fear or the unknown. So thank you so much for, you know, um, just saying that. And that, that really makes total sense. And right now, at, we are at the informational stage of the Project Creative Society, meaning that we have to have a request of people for the type of the society we are discussing today, which is a creative society. And that request then can be translated into, you know, political platforms or whatever the next step might be. But without every single person around the globe knowing and understanding the Project Creative Society, we can't get there, but it will get us there very fast if everybody knows about it. So Claude, how can we spread this information? And coming from the marketing background, what can we do to really make creative society the topic at the dinner table? How can we make it so popular that people are talking about human life, human freedom, human safety as a normal conversation piece? I Tell love, us more. Love that. That's the evolution that we're talking about, right? And so we, the more you can get this information into people's hands, which is what you're doing, by the way, you know, thousands of people, 
are, are on your show, the more that we, we that are all on your show can start talking about it. We can tweet about it. We can create hashtags about it. You know, that's the way of the world right now. It's everything, every single thing that we do is, is, is accessible right here, which is pretty fantastic. Because in the Western world, most of us have this, you know? And so the spread of information is very, very rapid as long as people have the information at hand, which is going back to what you just said, and what is, is going back to the fourth tenet, which is, is transparent communication, you know, for, for everyone. So we have to get this information into people's hands in a very digestible way so that people can be talking about it. As you say, people can be putting hashtags up, people can do TikToks about it, whatever it is that's in the zeitgeist right now. And right now the zeitgeist is all about social, social media, I mean. So it's about spreading the word, getting the right people on screen here to your audience and making sure that, uh, that this is just common. It becomes common, you know? Right now, right now it's a, oh my God, there's a society like this? But in years to come, it'll be, yeah, it's common. Yeah, of course there is. Of course. You know, one of the things I like about your logo so much is that you have the eight, which also stands for infinity, of course. You know, and so everything works within itself. Everything works within itself. It's easy. It's a natural flow. And that's what this needs to be for every single person. Oh, yeah, of course. No brainer. Of course, there's a society like this. Yeah. And also, you know, what I really like is that people sometimes ask us, can we really create the society of our dreams? And I always say yes, because we created the society we live in right now. No one made us live this way. So we definitely can live a different way. And we can actually get from uh, creative society into the ideal society. But we have to get there as evolution very slowly. So... And to continue this conversation, we always ask our guests to introduce us to another guest that can be on our program because we do use the rule of six handshakes to get to know people around the globe. And if you don't know what this rule is, it just means that we all know each other through five or less social connections. We just haven't met yet. So Claude, who is that person or two and why? Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna nominate uh, my two friends, Mike and Nick Fiorito, they have an incredible nonprofit organization called Blankets of Hope that is based in New York. They are incredible leaders. They are kind, they are full of humility. And Blankets of Hope, in a nutshell, works to deliver blankets to homeless people in the winter months. It's a organization that we need everywhere. So Nick and Mike are two very, very good friends of mine and uh, I'd love to share, I'd love to nominate them and share their information with your audience. Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it because of course, you know, people that understand how valuable human life is and that's what they're doing. That's incredible. We would love to uh, have them on the program as well and talk to them about the Creative Society. And um, to remind our viewers, if you would like to learn more about the project Creative Society, visit alatraunites.com. And there you can also see the Join Us button. You can pick a language that you'd like and uh, join. There's three um, steps you can take on how you would like to participate. Uh, pick the one that you're more 
comfortable with. And um, also don't forget when you share these programs, use two hashtags, hashtag creative society and hashtag Alatra Unites. And now Claude, as we conclude our program, is there anything that you would like to wish to our viewers today? I wish people peace in their hearts. That is really what I wish because when you have peace in your heart, you can offer peace to everyone. And that's what this world needs right now, peace. Yeah. And the good thing, we don't have to go and buy it. We already have the love to give. So it's not something that we have to go and get somewhere. Love, kindness, and compassion is what is going to build the creative society, the world where, where each of us can really be proud of the way we live and can really become this human with a capital H. So thank you so much, Claude, for being on. Thank you, Olga, for co-hosting. And tonight we will finish our program with a song about creative society that our volunteers have put together for all of us to enjoy. Have a good night. Thank you, Claude. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.